and illness can become an all-consuming experience. Hi, and welcome to I Am Not My Pain podcast. I am your host, Melissa, a chronic pain sufferer for over 20 years, and I know firsthand how pain can easily take over your life and isolate you from others. But the truth is, we are so much more than our pain and illness, and we are not alone. There are millions of fellow warriors on their own journey. Join me as we hear real stories of people living with pain and illness, their challenges, their victories, and the treatments they use to get through the day. I am not my pain, and neither are you. Welcome back to I Am Not My Pain podcast. Do you remember the last time you were sick and you still had to go to work or perhaps virtually now that we live in COVID? You felt so tired, your body was dragging, and it was hard to concentrate and be efficient. Imagine having to work that way almost every day. That is the reality for those of us who work with a chronic illness. Finding balance is key, but very difficult as life throws us a lot of curveballs. So how do you work with a chronic illness? For answers, I'd like to introduce today's guest, Jay Cobb. Jay has been chronically ill since she was born. She grew up with asthma allergies and a chronic autoimmune urticaria, a skin rash triggered by a reaction to food, medicine, or other irritants. As a young adult, she was rushed to the hospital due to ruptured cysts, and this led her to being diagnosed with endometriosis and adenomyosis. A few years later, she was diagnosed with lupus, fibromyalgia, CRPS, and several other conditions. All that is to say she manages a lot of symptoms. But during that time, she was able to obtain a master's in nonprofit management and public policy and administration, and now has a successful career that she loves and which motivates her each day to overcome her pain. She also has a personal blog on her Facebook and Instagram page called Chronically Ill and Strong. And she writes another blog called Simple Little Brown Girl J, where she includes her journey along with delicious recipes, I have to say. I will include the links in the episode description. Jay, thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more about your health journey and what symptoms you are currently managing while you work. Yeah, so you highlighted a lot of it. I've been ill since I was little. Um, it started as my, well, I call them minor things, as in not life-altering. Um, I could still manage day-to-day. Um, as I've gotten older, things have gotten a lot more complex. After I was diagnosed with lupus and endometriosis and adenomyosis, um, I started having kidney problems and heart issues um, and was diagnosed with heart failure and cardiomyopathy and chronic kidney disease and then a couple of other things. So that makes every day, as I say, an adventure. So each morning I kind of wake up and lay in the bed for a little while and figure out, you know, well, how are we feeling today? What's acting up today? And I would say the biggest things that I deal with on a day-to-day basis are pain and swelling, especially in my joints and with my muscles, Um, a lot of muscle pain and stiffness, which is par for the course, especially when you're dealing with lupus, and then a lot of pain in my legs, um, which is from the chronic regional pain syndrome or CRPS. To be very careful in what I eat because um, I could flare up gastroparesis. So um, every day is just kind of different, and I have to be very aware of my surroundings or of the weather 
or in general, uh, you know, what's going on with me um, because any symptoms could flare up. And just over the weekend, it was so warm here in Virginia that my heart issues were acting up. I had a higher heart rate and palpitations. So every day is just different and it can be different symptoms. But one thing my doctors have taught me is to be aware of different symptoms that I'm feeling, how to combat those, and then, you know, what to look out for, you know, if there's an emergency that I would need to go to the emergency room, kind of being self-aware of what's going on. Yeah, you really do have to get so in tune with your body when you're chronically sick. And you do. It's you really know every little nuance that's going on half the time, you know, because you've had to and you have to be so aware with everything you have. That's so true. Right. Right. That is a lot of symptoms to manage on a day to day basis. What are the biggest challenges you face working with a chronic illness? I mean, there's I know basic things, but what other things do you face? So with my lupus, the biggest thing was that my hands have always been affected. Mm. And for my job, I do a lot with my hands. I do a lot of typing and writing. And so I get frustrated with myself when it's a day that my hands are not cooperating. Mm. And so managing that and managing like the nausea and the dizziness are the biggest things to manage. And it gets very frustrating. While I have tools in my toolbox, as I like to say, that manage those things, it's still frustrating to have to, you know, okay, I'm working and then, you know, this symptom pops up or my hands are starting to hurt and I'm not able to move as fast as I want to move while I'm working or I have to take a break while I'm working. It's very frustrating to go through all of that. I'm very fortunate to have a very flexible supervisor who I can reach out and say, you know, these symptoms are flaring up. I need to take about an hour break, but I'll make my time up later. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, can I just use my PTO to take a couple hours off to let everything settle down? And then I'll resume my work after a certain amount of time. I know I'm not everybody's fortunate to have that, but sometimes that's what I have to do when my symptoms are really bad. I just need to take a break from what I'm doing. Yeah. And that was really my next question is how do you address them, which it sounds like, you know, you need to, when you need to take that rest and that you do do that, which I'm sure is really a lot of times, like you said, very frustrating. Cause I know for me, you know, I'm in the middle of something. I really want to get it done. There's maybe a deadline and my body's like, no, no, not today, lady. Like you're not going to get that done. And sometimes I'm able to push through that. And sometimes I'm not, and sometimes I shouldn't push through and I know better And it's difficult to find that balance for you. It is definitely an up and down thing, but it's just like finding a balance in your regular life when you deal with chronic illness. It's just in a work life. And then you have all the work environments around you, especially, I mean, thank goodness you have a understanding supervisor, but a lot of people don't. And then you have to run into that or things like of that nature. I mean, how would you address with your boss, it sounds like you're quite open uh, with everything that you deal with. I know a lot of people that are chronically ill that I have spoke to, you know, they said they didn't even want to tell anyone, none of their coworkers, uh, none of their bosses, because first of all, they knew they would be looked at kind of down on that they weren't doing the work they were supposed to do, or, you know, they were being uh, a drag on the group project or whatever. So how do you, any dress, do you work with others? Do you How do you address these concerns when you do have a flare and do need to take the hour off? So when I first started my job, I kept 
I did not say anything. I kept it a secret for several months. I didn't want to say anything um, because I didn't want to jeopardize uh, my employment. And I didn't want to seem like I was being lazy or anything like that because my previous employment, it did come out that I was chronically ill and I actually had to take quite a bit of time off and it was used against me. And I ultimately did lose my job because of it. Um, So I didn't want to make those same mistakes. You know, I just tried to push through. Like you said, we have to do that sometimes. But I just really kept my mouth shut until I had this really terrible incident once where I actually passed out at work and, you know, was rushed to the emergency room and it came out to my boss. You know, I've got these conditions and she turned out to be one of my biggest advocates. And so when I'm having a bad day, she it's like she can instinctively tell and she asked me, well, how are you doing? I'm like, do you want the truth or do you want to lie? Yeah. And she's like, I always want the truth. And so I'll tell her and she'll say, well, you know, take a break or, you know, take a day off, you know, use your FMLA. That's what it's there for. Um, she'll ask me how my appointments are going, how my treatments are going. And to me, that's very supportive. I get frustrated some days because I want to do more or I want to push through, but my body won't let me. And I have very supportive coworkers because they know that I'm always pushing to go above and beyond to support them, to support the projects that we're working on, our programs, you know, getting things done. And as long as I'm able to, I'm going to work and I'm going to do my best and my hardest to get things done. But then I have moments where like last year I was out for about 14 weeks mm-hmm. and it really hurt me that I was out for 14 weeks and I felt very guilty But my coworkers are like, you know, we just want to see you get better so you can come back stronger. And, you know, when I came back, I still was not at 100 percent. I was only working about half days, but we worked through it and I got my assignments done. You know, I was still helpful to the team, but it was like a step by step progression for me when I came back and to know that I still had a ways to go. But I had my team was very supportive. And so they know when I'm there, I'm at 110 percent, you know, as much as I can be. When I'm not there, it hurts me that I'm not there because I feel like I'm letting my team down. And so they just know, you know, I'm always going to work hard. I'm always going to be there for them. And I'm going to push through as much as I possibly can to get the job done. And it's hard because there's a lot of guilt, you know, when you do have to leave or take those rests and you feel like the slacker. That's got to be a hard guilt feeling to get through all the time. I mean, all you have to, I mean, there's not much you can do about it. It's just that feeling of, of guilt and, you know, oh, if I, if I just could push a little bit more, be a little bit more strong. And then that conversation goes on in your head and that's a hard one to, to break. And I think it really does matter if you have a supportive team around you or not in a working situation when you're chronically ill. I mean, you need flexibility in a job when you're chronically ill and you need supportive people around you. And it is extremely hard to find. So you're very lucky. I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky in my current job, but it's, it is hard to find people that kind of get what chronically, you know, what you have to go through on a, on a daily basis and realize that you're dealing with a lot, but that you're still trying so hard to, to give your all to the cause that you're working for and that you want to be there. It's not that your mind isn't, you know, I want to get this done, but it's your body. That's like, "Mm -mm, not today, but that's interesting. What are your like hard limits when it comes to work? And do you even maintain those? 
I try really hard to maintain my limits. I have set hours that I work during the day, mm-hmm. set days of the week that I work. I try not to try very hard not to go over them or past them. I have set times like where I answer my phone, my work phone. You know, I try not to go outside of any of that. Um, if I do, it's like a very special circumstance, but I'm only working these days during these times. And I'm very, very hard on that. Yeah. Um, unless it's a bigger project, then I adjust my schedule to the best of my ability to um, overcompensate for maybe having to work harder or longer. But outside of that, those are my limits. If I'm off, I'm off. I'm not answering emails or phone calls. Um, you know, I have a colleague that I designate to handle everything while I'm gone. That's smart. Yeah, planning is key. I know that you have to kind of plan very, very methodically when you're sick to know, and you have to stick to that plan. It's not always easy. It's not always perfect, but you do have to say, I'm going to work from this time to this time and really stick to that. Because as much as I know that when I started, I I pushed, you know, I wanted to do more. I wanted to show that I'm, you know, a go-getter and I really want this job, which I do, but I pushed too hard. And I paid the price later. So it is definitely a balancing act to try to figure out a way to do that. And then, you know, it's very tricky to have that open dialogue with your boss. Uh, it's, it's scary. So, and I know that most people don't, you know, they don't want to tell their boss like, hey, these are my health issues because of A, it being used against them in a future date. Exactly. And you know, and I don't blame people at all, but that is a huge hurdle for most people that do work with a chronic illness is they can't share that. And either they seem flaky because they have to bow out a lot, or, you know, it's just one of those, it's, it's a really hard, hard line to do, but balance is key for any of this. And that is so hard, so hard. What would you say to someone, a boss, perhaps, that is thinking of employing someone that maybe they know has a chronic illness? What would you advise them on how to work with them? While they have, while a chronically ill person has their restrictions, it's the best worker you'll ever have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They are so dedicated and they want to be there. They want to work. They want to make their impact on the company and the company's mission. They may have days where they're not able to contribute and they have, you know, difficulty doing certain things, but they're the best person you will ever have. I think they're grateful. They're very dedicated. Yeah. They're grateful for the opportunities that are presented to them. We just hate when our illnesses are used against us, of course, which happens so many different times by so many different employers. We can't help when we have to take a day off. We just ask that you give us flexibility. And I think if the flexibility is there when we start a position, that makes us work harder because we know, okay, if I have to take a break now, I will pick up those hours later on in the afternoon or evening or later on in the week so that I can go ahead and make sure my work is done. And I think that's one of the things that makes us a better worker. Yeah, I think people will be surprised at how productive we can actually be because they think, oh, she's chronically sick, but we have more of a, I think, a gratefulness. I know I do that I'm able to work and have a purpose. And 
do that because I know a lot of people with chronic illness, unfortunately cannot, and that's okay. Um, it, it doesn't mean any, you're any less or anything like that. It's just, exactly. if you're able to, we do appreciate all the facets of being able to work because we know that at a moment's notice, it could be taken away. We know that we're lucky to be working. So I think we tend to want to do a good job no matter what, but I know it can be scary for a boss to know all the facets of, if you do share that you are chronically sick, what all that entails, because, well, and then they got Google, so they can Google like, what could happen in the future with it? And then it's that exactly. future scenario. But I think that they need to stay as present as possible with that person and take it person by person, of course, because, you know, everybody's individual and that goes for anybody that's not even chronically sick. So are they going to work hard? Are they doing what they're supposed to do? And like you said, they make up the hours. But I do think flexibility when you're chronically sick, I mean, that is a must and not always an easy thing to achieve. I know I've talked to a few people on this podcast where they've changed their careers to have more of a flexible career that they could work around their chronic illness. And some of it is very independent work, like being a career coach or things of that nature. But you know, because they couldn't do the high-powered eight to five, you know, 60-hour work weeks where they were pushing at all cylinders. So they had to kind of adjust their perspective and their expectations, which yep. is hard to do. It is definitely hard to do. And for coworkers, what would your advice to them? If they find out that this person is chronically sick, what would be your advice to those coworkers? To be patient. Um, We're trying, you know, the best that we can. And we want, like I said before, we want to be there. We're working hard, but just be patient with us. Um, We might not do things in the same timeframe that you would expect us to or in your timeframe, but we're working hard. We're, we're doing our best. Um, we might have weeks that are really great and we're, you know, working very expeditiously and we get things done, you know, in a very timely manner. And we might have weeks where we're moving a little bit slow. You know, it's just, it's a, it depends on what's going on. So just be patient with us. We want to be there and we're working our, our hardest and our best and uh, just continue to work with us. And we will deliver the product in a way that's beautiful and all wrapped up in a beautiful bow. So just, just be patient with us. Yeah. Patience is, is huge. And I know that's not always easy, especially in group things, group projects and such. But the other thing that I would say is you really don't know what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. Just like, we don't know what it's like to be you. You don't know what it's like to be in our body and be in our lives. And so try to remember that and have a little bit of empathy Mm-hmm. for us because it is a lot to get up every day and work that is really a difficult and an amazing thing to do and it's not easy and i'm not saying everyone that's chronically sick can i mean that's totally understandable not not everyone can depending on your illness and your symptoms but i'm saying that when you do i think for coworkers to understand how what a big deal it is that we are coming to work and that we are working through all this, not only what we're doing, but all through our symptoms as well. And yours sound different every day. So you get to deal with a different issue all the time. So that's a lot to, to do. And 
I mean, we all know that life is unpredictable. Things happen drastically and crazily in work and life. So when unpredictably strikes your personal or work life, you know, what challenge does that present for you and how do you take care of yourself in the process? Or do you? <laughs> I mean, when the unpredictable, I just pause when things get a little bit unpredictable and try to evaluate the situation and see, you know, is this something that I need to completely step away from uh, for a little while? Or um, is this something that I can, you know, push through or manage? A lot of times it's just something I need to take a quick break from. I need to regroup and reset um, and then get back to my workload. A lot of times it might be a day where I'm working and then, you know, a migraine might come on all of a sudden or my pain, you know, I might just get shooting pains and just say, you know what, I need to take a break, regroup. That's kind of how I deal with it. I just judge the situation as it comes. And again, like I said, I'm really great to have a flexible job and a caring boss and to where I can email and say, hey, this has come up, you know, I need to regroup. I'll log back in in this amount of time or I'll um, finish my work at this time or just use PTO, whatever the case or situation. So it really just depends on what's come up. Um, sometimes I have emergency doctor's appointments that, you know, I have to go in because, you know, this sign or symptom popped up and I'm, you know, I've had to adjust and adapt my schedule and rearrange things. So I think part of being chronically ill because things are so unpredictable, you just have to be flexible and just adapt and adjust your day the best way that you can um, move things around, do, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. Yeah. It is, it's, Life is unpredictable no matter what, but when you do have chronic illness or pain, it's always unpredictable. I mean, I don't know when my pain is going to escalate. Sometimes I could wake up with it and just be like, oh, no, I'm in bed the rest of the day now. So you just don't know what your, what hand you will be dealt that day. And I think that's why we do appreciate those moments that we can do more because we are just reveling in the fact that we can because we have so many moments where we can't, but it is a balancing act that everyone has to kind of find for themselves. But there are a lot of hurdles with working that you kind of have to overcome and you have to decide whether or not you do want to share your illness and, or if it's not helped like yours, where you just had to, I mean, you eventually just had to say, yep, this is what's going on. I can't hide this anymore because I fainted at work and was taken. But it is so hard because we do hide it so much and hiding it presents its own issues. It's it does. And it still kind of creates its own stigma that being sick is a weakness and we are weak, the weak link in work. And sometimes I feel like that's I mean obviously I don't think that's true. But that's how we feel. And and honestly, I'm not saying that uh, society in general doesn't add on to that uh, feeling because any kind of sign of, of that, it's, you know, we're automatically dubbed, you know, the weak link in that realm. But it's nice that there are people and things out there that do support you. It's nice to hear that because I know I've heard a lot of the opposite in, in doing this, a lot of the differences with that, I mean, I had uh, a lovely woman who was on here. She was, I believe, a therapist at a school or a school counselor. And 
she said she never, I mean, she saw a couple other people that had opened up about their illness and they all got kind of shunned and treated very differently. So she never said a word. And then she eventually knew she had to uh, become disabled because there was just no way she could maintain what she was doing. She said she closed her door and she'd lay on her floor and would not move. So she eventually just pulled the plug that way because she, so there's, it really depends on each individual work environment and everything else. And occupation. And it's just, it's a lot of variables. Yes. But if you have an ability to create flexibility in your job, honestly, that is number one, number one on how you can work with a chronic illness, because otherwise you are either causing more damage to yourself by working through all that symptoms and pain. And you could end up in the hospital. You could end up with more conditions because you're pushing your body too far and your body is a delicate machine as we know. And it doesn't always like to be pushed that way. So, and I find that for me, meditation is very helpful to refocus, recenter, especially when that frustration kicks up a notch, when I'm really frustrated that I can't do something or, you know, all those things, or the pain is so bad, you know, to calm myself down. Cause I know the stress is just going to make things much worse, but that's, you know, those are all things that we have to kind of figure out as we go. What would you say to someone even that has a loved one that says that they're chronically sick? What would you say to them about chronic illness? That you've got to grant yourself grace because it is unpredictable. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You've just got to allow yourself that flexibility and to have those moments where you're like, okay, I'm not feeling good today. I need to allow myself time to rest. You know, I'll pick back up on this tomorrow or I'll, um, you know, rest today. I might need to rest tomorrow too. You know, you just got to let your body speak and allow yourself the time that you need to rest. You work when you can work, you push through when you can push through, but don't try to overdo it. You just, you've got to listen to things, you got to listen to your symptoms, manage when you can, um, and don't get mad at yourself. That's why you just, I, that's why I say, call it granting grace, because no two days are going to be the same. Just because you were able to do it last week doesn't mean you're going to be able to do it this week. So just be flexible and patient with yourself. That's about the best thing that you can do. Yeah. And I think uh, we are tend to be very hard on ourselves in general, because yeah. we expect And I think everyone's hard on themselves in some way, but I think having a chronic condition creates this perfect storm of being incredibly hard on ourselves, And we have to learn to have that compassion and think to ourselves, okay, if this was my best friend going through this, how would I treat this instead of, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm worthless. I can't do anything. And it's really hard to stop that negative self-talk and the stress that goes with it. Right. But it, it it is a necessary thing to try to cope with and work with and figure out a way that works for you to handle it. And granting grace is, is not an easy task by any means. And acceptance. I mean, accepting that 
this is something you're going to have to live with this chronic illness, this condition. You can't change this. This, you know, this is what you're going to manage. And for some of us, the rest of our lives, even though we all don't know what the future holds, but at the same time, you know, you have a chronic condition. So you're probably going to manage this forever. So accepting that and then accepting what can I do around this and how can I still take care of myself, but do these things and still find joy and purpose and all those things. And that's the goal of anybody who's chronically sick. We're all looking for that, that balance and that peace and purpose and all those things that we want in life so that we can actually feel like we're living life and not just surviving it. I'd love to know you know, when you do the Facebook and Instagram, I'd love to know a little bit more about it. I've looked at it and it's just really kind of your personal blog and story, but I see that you put in a lot of awareness on, you know, so many of the conditions you have, which I love because I feel like there's, we need some more advocates, which is great that you advocate for all these different things on your site. And I would definitely recommend for everybody to go check it out. It's Chronically Ill and Strong on Facebook and Instagram. And then I did enjoy uh, your blog. I went on to Simple Little Brown Girl J. And I love the recipes. You're making me hungry, which was (laughs) a good and bad thing. I was like, oh, no, she's going to cause trouble. But I'm sure you have to eat very specific foods, too. So that had to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. A lot of my the Facebook and Instagram is a lot of advocacy work, um, raising awareness about life with chronic illness and autoimmune disease, just getting information out there about what it is and what each condition is, signs, symptoms, and also encouraging others to go to their physician if they're experiencing things, how to advocate for themselves, how they can just basically talk to themselves, talk about their conditions, I'm sorry, to their physician and be strong and be confident in that and know what to ask for. So that's kind of what I focus on on my uh, Instagram and Facebook. Like you said, Tumblr, it's it tells stories. It's also about recipes. I try to stick to either the Mediterranean diet or the autoimmune protocol, mm. which both um, have been found to uh, work really well for those with chronic illness. It reduces inflammation, which is a cause of a lot of chronic illness. Um, that So it helps to reduce that. So I kind of focused recipes around that. Just really good, wholesome eating and uh, good recipes. Nothing too fancy or extravagant. I'd like to think it's not. Oh, no, they were they were easy recipes that I think I could even do. I'm not a good cook. Well, I can follow directions though. So that's, you know, I can cook if I can read it. So I don't think I can just start making stuff. And that's the premise, you know, for everything. So that's just kind of where both, you know, where everything comes from is just trying to make everyday living with chronic illness and autoimmune disease easy, giving tips and tricks for everybody, you know, just making every day a little bit easier uh, Mm -hmm. for those that suffer. So I'm giving encouragement and you know, here's what to do if you're in this situation. Here's questions you might need to ask. Here's how you can, you know, build a better life and be more confident when talking to your physicians. So. Yes. And being confident with your physician is, is a huge, a huge battle. And you really do have to know how to speak to them to get the best 
care that you need. So as soon as you know how to communicate well with them, it does change the tone with them and what you get out of the appointment. So it's, it's so important to have that ability to do that. And it's not easy because you're already frustrated or upset going into the appointment. Exactly. <laughs> but, and sometimes you let your emotions overtake because you can't help it. And that can always deter doctors as well. So it's important though, to advocate for yourself, but I think making what you're going through more visible too to others and to society shows, you know, really what it's like to live with this day to day and the struggles that you go through as well as all the things you go through that are good and that you've learned from it and grown from it. So I think that's incredible. And I will definitely include all that in the episode description if you're interested. So thank you so much. This just flew by. You are so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Amazing. It's such an important topic. And I want to thank you for being on the show. And I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in. And I hope you tune in next week where we talk to another amazing warrior. And remember, you are not alone and you are not your pain. Like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. Or do you want to be a guest? Simply email notmypain at heroescircle.org. Again, that is notmypain at heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S, circle.org. Your story matters, and we look forward to hearing from you. Hi, this is Keith. I am a martial arts therapist at the Hero Circle, a global healing and wellness initiative inspired by the children of kids kicking cancer. Would you like to discover the power of your breath while fueling the purpose of thousands of sick children across the globe? Simply check out our free adult meditation catalog at herocircle.org forward slash meditations. To learn more about our program and our inspirational little heroes, visit our website at herocircle.org. From all of us at the Hero Circle, we wish you a wonderful day. Power, peace, purpose.